It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Auburn Tigers can make some slight changes going into Saturday to possibly put them over the top and beat the Penn State Nittany Lions. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. I'm Zach Blackerby, and happy Ferg Friday to all who celebrate as Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer joins us. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Jay Ferg, you've been talking about it. I've been talking about it. Everybody in the Penn State media and Auburn media have been talking about all the things that Auburn would need to do in order to win tomorrow. And I guess it would technically be an upset. Two and a half point favorites directed towards the Penn State Nittany Lions. But a lot of it is like, I'm, I'm seeing rush for 200 yards. TJ mm-hmm. Finley not throw any interceptions and don't turn the football over. And slow down Sean Clifford. Those are the the co- most common like keys to victory that I've seen so far. How likely are all of those things? Uh, 200 yards is going to be tough against Penn State's run defense. Um, so, and I don't think Auburn necessarily has to do that in order to win. Um, you know, they it was a one possession game last year. Tank Bigsby had a really good game. Jarquez Hunter had a good game, but they yeah. weren't at 200 in, in that one. Um, t- not turning the ball over with with TJ Finley not like a hundred percent, like absolutely necessary, but it would help a ton. All right. Yeah, you for know, sure. you can, you can, you can overcome those things, but yeah, Cliff, the Clifford's are the one that you got to really got to really like, like Auburn's run defense has been really good to start the season. The strength of their team is their front um, on, on defense. Now I know Penn state, the new five-star running back they've got who looked really good against Ohio last week. He's going to be a challenge. It's going to be an offensive line that Penn State has that is bigger than any that Auburn's faced so far this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's really about getting to Clifford and slowing him down. Last year, he got to just do pretty much whatever he wanted, throwing the football. We know the first two weeks of the season, especially last week, Auburn's had a hard time with their pass defense, especially on quick stuff. There's no Jahan Dotson, but uh, Mitchell Tinsley's a great <laughs> replacement for him. Yeah. Uh, coming from Western Kentucky, Parker Washington's still there. They've got several tight ends, including one that had a really big game against Auburn last year. So, like, they've got to tighten up in the pass defense. And, and I guess up front is just affect Sean Clifford because Clifford's a really good quarterback. He's got a ton of experience, but he's not super consistent. He's not super accurate. Mm-hmm. He's prone to some big mistakes at times. You got to get after him. This Penn State offensive line allowed a lot of sacks last week to Ohio. Um, Auburn's own pass rush is getting home maybe not for sacks but they're they're pressuring guys impacting the play right yeah they've got they've got to continue to affect the quarterback and do that but if Auburn doesn't tighten up their coverage and fix some things on the back end as good as Derek Hall and Colby Wooden and Ekuliota and those guys are it, it might not matter as much and they've got to learn their lessons not just from last week but from last season uh when they lost to Penn State in that kind of fashion what do you say to folks that say they're disappointed with Auburn's pass rush so far, sacks aren't everything. Sacks aren't that's, everything. I I think that's it. And you talk about a lot in, in the newsletter as well. But it's funny that you mentioned that because it's really the second week in a row, yeah. right? Where where Auburn's playing an opponent 
They got sacked a bunch the week prior. San Jose State, the big storyline was like, Portland State sacked them seven times. You know, what can Auburn possibly do? And they didn't get seven sacks. But are you okay with the amount of pressures and amount of hurries that are there? Or, or do you think there should be more of them? No, they, they are pressuring the quarterback at a great rate. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking at it right now. PFF has them down as the fourth best pass rushing team in the country the, through the first two weeks. Pretty good. Um, it's They're affecting the quarterback. And then the other thing you got to keep in mind is not every play is rushable, pressurable. Good point. Um, you know, I think the the number I had in the film room this week was like on the past plays where you could realistically say, "Hey, there was a chance that you could have gotten pressure on Siobhan Cordero." Auburn was like it was like sixty something percent. They were at least getting to the quarterback, whether they were hitting them, pressuring them, hurrying them, sacking them, forcing a scramble, like. Those are really, really good numbers. And Justin, is, for is for, that, for, the, for folks who don't know, like 66%, like you and I know that that's good, but like what's average? Do you know? Do you happen to have that? I don't. I, I really don't. I really, I wish I did. I could tell you in the NFL what the average is, but college is just so widespread. Yeah. And that's, and that's based on, you know, some of that is subjective, right? You look at a PFF uh, grade or you look at PFF stats, that's somebody who's charting it. When I'm doing it, it's somebody who's charting Auburn may have different definitions. Mm -hmm. I go back to something that Kevin Steele said a while back that's always stuck with me when he was Auburn's defensive coordinator. He said, sacks are great. We love sacks, right? But like we affecting the quarterback is what we care about. Affecting the quarterback is what we count. And, you know, the sacks are ones where it's like, okay, you get them down and it's a big loss. But like if you rattle a quarterback, if you – put one right in his, his chin and he throws it in completion or so that's just as effective, you know, for, for a play, especially if it comes on third down. Right. Yeah. So, um, no, Auburn's pass rush has done really well. Now they have played two offensive lines that are pretty small. Um, Penn state's offensive line is susceptible. Uh, but I also know that Clifford's good at getting the ball out of his hands quick. Uh, it's just, you, you can't sack guys and pressure guys at the same rate. You might think if like, it's just catch one step, boom, Yeah, here you go. That's it's, it's the, you know, the, the ball's out of their hands too quickly. That's what, well, you know, do, do you think that'll be Penn state's game plan perhaps? Because I, th I their offensive line's better, right? But it's not, it's, it's, I mean, it's not a great offensive line, but it's better right. than what Mercer and San Jose State have. Well, this is what Auburn, uh, this is what they did to Auburn last season. And I think, you know, Owen Papo said earlier this week, people are going to, Penn State's going to see what has hurt us and then put their own spin on it. And that's what they're, that's what they're, that's what they're going to go after. Yeah. Yeah. Auburn's got to tighten them in the pass coverage. They have got to play better in the back end. And some of it, I think, is playing more press coverage. Now, it's not like they've completely abandoned it. There's plays that they've made in off-man coverage. If you read the film room earlier this week, you, you could have seen a couple of those. Um, but like linebacker safeties, you got to be reacting better. Corners have got to be like, like it's just everybody has to do better yeah. than that because Penn State's got the weapons and the quarterback. Like they have a fifth-year quarterback in in Sean Clifford who can read, catch, boom, throw throw it out of his hands quick. They have receivers like Parker Washington's a good underneath guy, a good quick guy. Mitchell Tinsley is a good, like, intermediate to short guy. He he can take the top off the defense, which everybody did at Western Kentucky last year. Sure. Um, they got tight ends that, that can make big plays. Like, they're built to attack Auburn that way. Um, it would be great if Auburn could, like, you know, if a quarterback gets his normal drop and he's looking deep downfield and Derek Hall and Ekuliota and those guys can go to work. But, you know, San Jose State showed last week they didn't have to throw the ball deep or at least – or at least like long labored dropbacks to throw it deep in order to hurt Auburn's defense. So if Auburn's got a chance to win this game. They have got to play a whole lot better on the back end of that defense. So yeah, the, the, the stops, Sean Clifford, slow down Sean Clifford 
is is I think is the by far the biggest key to this game for Auburn. Uh, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. All right, let's talk about. Um, you know, a lot of people are pointing out that on offense and defense, Auburn's been very vanilla, very basic in how they've called plays. What could they do differently tomorrow to help maybe throw Penn State off? We'll touch on that in just a moment, right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info. This season, the Auburn Tigers are a two-and-a-half-point dog against the Penn State Nittany Lions. If you feel one way or the other about this matchup, you need to jump in on the action at Ben Online. Also, if you think it's going to be a low-scoring game, I certainly do. Maybe hit the under 46 for total points scored. Or if you think Auburn's offense is going to pop and it's going to be tough for this Auburn defense to slow down Sean Clifford, hop on to Ben Online and, and put some money on the over. Be sure to check it all out. Bet online is where the game starts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Justin Ferguson, a lot of people pointing out how vanilla and how basic this Auburn offense and defense has been. And we kind of expected that, right? Going up against Mercer in San Jose State. You talked about, you know, Press coverage a little bit. Let's start with defense. Are you expecting more blitzes, more stunts, more kind of variations of coverage tomorrow? I I don't because I don't think Auburn needs to rely on them. If you go back to that San Jose State game, when they rushed with four, they had a whole lot higher success rate than when they brought somebody. Now, I can see the value in every now and then throwing a DB in there, throwing a linebacker in there, maybe dropping a guy in coverage on the edge. Um, But like that, opens up space, especially in the middle and especially in that quick game where you just throw it to where you're not anymore, right? So I think Auburn's pass rush. I think they're four guys in their top four guys in Derek and Eku, um, Colby and Marcus. I think they are good enough. And then you rotate guys in to get after this Penn State offensive line. This is a Penn State offensive line um, that has uh, has not run. I mean, all, uh, Penn State has not run the ball well the last couple of seasons against power conference teams. Yeah. Um, they gave up a lot of sacks, like I said last week, against and negative plays against Ohio. That's right. also been a thing that they've struggled with here here the last couple of seasons. So I don't know if you necessarily have to dedicate a ton more manpower. Now, certain situations, certain spots, you want to shock them, surprise them a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think Auburn really needs to focus that much extra attention in the pass rushing game with blitzers and stuff like that. I think it would be better to conserve – those bodies on the back end to help defend that passing game. I really do. I think, um, you know, the more safeties or the more linebackers you can play in space, uh, you know, I, I it will help against a, a Penn State team that's got a veteran quarterback and it's got some real weapons in the passing game. What do you expect the linebacker situation to look like? Is this kind of a, a game play where you may see more Owen and Steiner versus a Cam Riley? Uh, Cam Riley's been playing so well early this season that I think you want to have him out there. It was It was fairly... The rotation was fairly even um, in, in in week two, yeah. Um, and I think that's just kind of what you're going to see. 
You may see a little bit of like a Eugene Asante in certain situations. Be interesting to see. Just you know, just throw them out there, uh, depending on what you want. But yeah, Auburn has been pretty vanilla, and they have not really dipped into a lot of creative stuff on defense or on offense. Um, I think that is by design. Um, but again, I also don't think Auburn has to do anything real crazy uh, yeah. to to play the game they need to play against Penn State's offense. They just need to play better. They just need to. They just need to be better, and um, you know, especially in in that in that backfield. So DJ James crept into more of the cornerback rotation last week, and yep. you know, depending, we all have different opinions on analytics and PFF and all that. But they Pro Football Focus liked DJ James way more than Jalen Simpson and Nehemiah Pritchett. He had a great game. Had a fantastic game. I thought in off man coverage, he looked really good at attacking, mm-hmm. you know, in the um, with the ball in the air, it being reactive. Because that's the thing. It's like off-man, people who criticize off-man, and, and yeah, if, if if you're playing off and the slants are killing you all day, you might want to adjust there. But, like, there were some plays that DJ made where it shows what you do. You play off, and then when the ball is in the air, you go attack it. I think Auburn wasn't quick enough with some of their DBs and their linebackers and their safeties to do that last week. But DJ James is one of them that played really well. I thought in that. Also, Keontae Scott. Yeah. Um, it's hard to play nickel. So, like, you may look at some of his stats and be like, "Oh, he gave up some yards." Well, yeah, it's it's nickel. Like, it's you tough. Know, you're, you're, it's it's a tough position to play. But uh, you know, we see Keontae Scott get a start at nickel, which puts Donovan Kaufman at safety. I think that's where Kaufman is better at. I get that he's got you know a lot of experience at nickel, uh, and and you know, not to take anything away from Caden Bridges, but like that puts you in a situation where you don't have to trust. Yeah a very young guy that much uh, early on. So at least with a guy like Keontae Scott, he's, he's played, you know, two, two years of post high school football and DJ James has, has, has a good amount of experience come from Morgan. Yeah. I think those two guys were real big weapons. Wasn't a great game uh, for Auburn's other two corners last week. They got to tighten up because both of those guys, that's the thing is like both of those, those guys, we have seen them play well before. Yeah. They're good corners. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, they, it was off last week and everything was kind of off with Auburn. Uh, in the past defense last week. So, um, but yeah, having Scott and James get a big amount of reps last week is only going to help that secondary this week because they're going to be more prepared and more, you know, ready to contribute in, in a big game. Offensively, what are you expecting to change? Uh, I know something that a lot of Auburn people want to see is more passes to the running back, get Tank Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter, the, the ball maybe on the perimeter through, uh, through the passing game. Do you expect to see that? Do you expect to see more passes to wide receivers? What are some things they could change and kind of make this offense more complex for Penn State? Use the receivers more. I think last week Auburn really didn't, in the last couple of weeks, like they've gotten receivers out there on the field, but it's been very basic with mm-hmm. what they've done with their wide receivers. Um, I know that's probably not going to be the case moving forward. So... You know, I thought in week one, getting a little bit creative with some of the play calling and some of the designs, and then last week you didn't really see much of that. Now, some of it was because Auburn was playing from behind for a stretch, sure. and you know they, you know they were focusing on just hey getting their quarterback back and rolling again. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I think they got to get just more creative in the passing game. Uh, Penn State's got a really good secondary. Um, they've got a safety that had a ton of picks last year. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. is a fantastic corner. Um, you know, and is. You know, his dad was a pretty good football player, if you may remember. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, but they, that's going to be the interesting thing there is they got to get a little bit more creative and, and show some stuff that maybe will catch Penn State off guard because that is a really good secondary. The front for um, 
Penn State's not quite as like that's not their strength yeah. to their game. They've got a really good experienced linebacker. You know, they've got a couple of pieces on that defensive line that came back, but like you haven't seen them be overly productive in the first couple of weeks. Um, so, you know, I, that's that's something where I think Auburn's got to go to work. Auburn's offensive line against Penn State's defensive line is going to be really, really interesting. I think if Auburn can hold its own there, um, and on the flip side, win Auburn's defensive line, beat Penn State's offensive line, that's where I think Auburn could win this game. Yeah. Is that like take advantage of what you've got when you're on defense in the trenches, but on offense, like, here we go. Like, this is big boy football you're going to have to play now. So, Tate Johnson, Keandre Jones, you know, <laughs> these newcomers and some of these guys playing in, playing in big spots. Like, this is your this is your opportunity because you're not going to be pushing around guys like uh, like Mercer and San Jose State anymore. These are these are this is an SEC this is an SEC defense. Yeah, I will right. say that about Penn State. That is an SEC defense that you're going up against. Yeah, no question. Uh, over under for catches by wide receivers, Auburn wide receivers tomorrow. Uh, let's put it at six and a half. Over. Yeah. You think over over at that point? I think uh, here's here's one thing I'll say. If Javarius Johnson doesn't get more targets than he what he is getting right now, like Auburn's got to go back to the drawing board or something with him. Dude's leading the the league in in uh, in yards per catch. Um, he was Auburn's best deep ball threat last year, and mm-hmm. also he is a guy that plays the slot. What is a good thing about playing the slot in this matchup? You avoid Joey Porter Jr. You avoid uh, uh, the King kid that's the other really good corner for them. I, I hope I got that right. Um, and so like. You play him in the slot, and then you you manipulate Penn State's defense with him because you can talk about how the wide receivers haven't really done a whole lot for the first two weeks, and yeah, it's been it's been pretty vanilla. But like Javarius Johnson has had a really good start to the season, and he is one of those guys that needs to get more and more. T- if if he, they get more targets with him, mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw this out here. If they get if they can increase his targets to what he probably deserves, quote unquote, in this offense. He could flirt with a thousand yards this year. Ooh. I mean, that's he, he's 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 wow. he's on track. He's on track. I know it's Mercer, and I know it's and I know it's San Jose State, but he didn't get a ton of targets in those games either. And we know from Eric Kesaw's pass, and we know from Brian Harson's pass that they've got good track records with good slot receivers. Go sure. back to the Boise State years. Go back to some of Kesaw's best guys when he was a wide receivers coach. They'll lean on a slot guy, and especially in a game like this where you know you've got good outside corners. Might want to might want to use him a little bit more, and and at least one thing we know, you haven't thrown it to the to the wide receivers a ton, but it does look like T.J. Finley and Javarius Johnson have a pretty good connection, and yeah. that's you really need that. Yeah, you got you take that, no question about it. All right, when we get back in just a moment, we will get Justin's answer to the, the question everybody wants to know: What color jersey should Auburn wear <laughs> on Saturday? Today's show is brought to you by our friends at. Frisky whiskey. If you're coming in town from Atlanta or anywhere that it requires you coming down I-85 through Georgia, right before you cross over into the Alabama state line, be on the lookout for Frisky whiskey. There will be signs all over the place, uh, billboards saying, you know, exit ahead and all that. The, The greatest selection and the greatest prices you will find on any kind of alcoholic beverage or spirit you could possibly want. 10,000 square feet of selection, 10,000 square feet of great, outstanding value, and awesome customer service as well. That's where I buy all of my alcohol. That's where you should buy all of your alcohol as well. If you're in the Auburn, Opelike, Lee County area, it's about 15 minutes. Just hop on 85 towards Atlanta. You will be there before you know it. 
And people that go to your tailgate will be like, man, all of this liquor must have cost you a fortune. And you'd be like, no, it didn't. Because I'm now a friend of Frisky Whiskey. I encourage you to check out our friends at Frisky Whiskey. And thank you, Frisky Whiskey, for partnering with Locked On Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Justin Ferguson, before we jump into the big question of this matchup, how can people check out everything that you guys uh, have going on at the Auburn Observer? Yeah, it's been a busy week at the Observer. You can uh, check it out, auburnobserver.com. We've got several newsletters this week. Film Room on the pass defense did a thing about hidden yardage and why that really hurt Auburn the first couple of weeks, and they got to stop doing that now. Includes a really cool photo of Bill Parcells when he was at Air Force in there, just for fun. Um, also, a story in there about what's different about this matchup compared to last season and what's the same. There's some new faces at Penn State. There's yeah. some uh, there's some some tweaks, but a lot of it, you know, is kind of what you would expect from last season. Uh, so you can check that out. We did a podcast on Thursday with my friend Audrey Snyder, who covers uh, Penn State for the Athletic, breaking it down from the Penn State perspective. There's a new Friends of the Program out today. So by the time by the time you're listening to this, that'll already be out, and I have no idea what's in it. So good luck with that. Uh, mailbag out today. We'll have coverage over the weekend. Uh, recap podcast. Just ton of stuff auburnobserver.com it's six dollars a month or sixty dollars a year to sign up and we email everything to you uh whether it's a newsletter or a podcast so you can read and listen on your own time justin ferguson thank you so much for your time as always all right real quick i've just been fascinated by the messaging from auburn's athletic department yeah because i mean it, it seems like everybody that's in the know and that would know if auburn was wearing orange jerseys or not is saying adamantly no orange jerseys. I've asked people right. on staff. They've told me no. I also don't know why they would answer that truthfully, if I'm being honest with you. It's like, I don't know if that's the greatest argument. But yeah. they, they continue to tease. It really seems like they're teasing it through social media. Do you yeah. think that's interesting at all or just kind of it is what it is? I've heard the same thing you've heard. I've, I've You know, it's just, it just doesn't seem like Auburn's going to do it, right? This, this started... This started with um, Brian Stoltz at Rivals just asking, like, hey, would you like Auburn to do orange jerseys someday? And they were like, yeah, we would. Auburn's probably not going to do it. It's very traditional. It's a very traditional place. They don't do much of the the jerseys. But then it kind of just spun out of control from there. And Auburn, social media-wise, Auburn has done nothing to put out the fire. Nothing. Which is like, that's that's the glimmer of, like, maybe they've got something in the works here. I mean, Justin, Um, it's almost to the point where, like, I mean, they purposely posted like orange fabric behind the orange face mask in one of their posts, and it's like the retweeting of of like the the softball team saying and the volleyball team being like, "Hey, orange jerseys are cool." It's like okay, <laughs> like you're yeah. Al- Auburn bas- Auburn basketballs posted a picture of like Jabari dunking in an or- orange jersey, and they're like, "Yeah, orange looks good" or something. It's like, what. The way that they've handled it from a messaging standpoint, it's like it's almost going to be disappointing if they don't do it on Saturday. Right. So I'm like, what do you do? Like, why are you putting yourself in a hole? Peter? Yeah, I 
that's the that's the tra- crazy and that's what makes me think in the back of my mind like well maybe yeah maybe this right is, maybe maybe they're just swerving everybody here <laughs> um and if they do like good for them i think you know you can you can make a you can make a good uh now i i would say orange face mask with all the orange accessories like that's going to be a good look anyway if mm-hmm. it is on the blue my whole thing, and if you follow me on Twitter, you've you've seen this. My whole thing is that if you do the orange jerseys, the stripes have to be correct, and like just flipping it like they did back in the day looks kind of stupid to me. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you can look on my you can look on my Twitter. There's a thing I did a quick mock up where it kind of looks like Ohio State, basically where you just make, keep the big stripe uh, in the middle orange, and then do white and blue on it, and it like it so you still have that kind of Auburn stripe look to it. Yeah. Um, that to me is a whole lot better than that. Like if they did that, I'd be like, yeah, great. But that's also going to be like me patting myself on the back for having a good idea. But um, sure. Yeah. No, no. We, we all uh, need to do that from time to time. That's okay. Right. But like I, the, the resident Auburn uniform expert, Clint Richardson, who does, you know, yeah. his, his whole thing, he did a whole thread of why he doesn't think they're going to. And one of his points, and I didn't realize this was a thing, but it makes sense. But, like, there are a lot of schools, according to him, that are having a hard time, like, even getting their normal jerseys because of, like, supply chain stuff. Mm-hmm. They would really have th- had to have done this a long time ago. They would have had to have yeah. for it. Yeah, because I was I was originally of the mindset of, like, oh, okay, well, if they made the decision on Tuesday, they could probably do it in 48 hours. But apparently that is just not correct. That is just not correct face at all. It took, they, they, if I remember correctly, when they decided to do white face masks last year for the Penn State game, that was the decision they made like a week and a half or two weeks in advance. And all you got to do is dip the face mask in the paint. Basically, that's all you got to do. Yeah, unscrew uh, them, and, paint them, and mm-hmm. screw them back on. Right. Yep. That's all you got to do. Jerseys are a whole lot different because, I mean, it's, that ain't cheap. That the, Especially when you have like an Under Armour jersey where it's like there's a lot of technology that goes into making it. And yeah, yeah. every, you know, supply chain prices, all that stuff is, is just making it tough. So I, I will be surprised if they come out in orange jerseys tomorrow. If they do and they pull it off well, hey, shout out, shout out to them for for surprising everybody. Um, but I think more than likely, this was just kind of like a, uh, like a hype train that kind of just fed into itself and kind of spun out of control. And and, Auburn the, and then Auburn's like, ah, yes. yeah, Auburn's like, let's just keep poking it. And it's like, why why are you poking it? Why are you poking it if you don't think it's gonna? So I'm just a little confused as the strategy behind that because they're. I know people who are like were on the fence about going, and now they're going just in case they were Auburn because they want to be there. And I'm like, I don't know. That's a tough bet. Like, I don't know if that's worth a three hundred dollar bet. I'm just saying to, to go no, to the game. No, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't bank on it. I no, wouldn't bank. On I would it. not either. I would not either. But Auburn fans, be sure to wear Auburn or uh, orange if you're going to the Auburn game tomorrow. And it's so funny because it's like it's like ah oh, the orange you know. It's 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 Orange Week. They have to wear orange. It's like, man, they've they've had all Auburn, all orange, like for yeah, it's been, it's, this, yeah. There's been a game that where you wear orange every year since I've been going to to games. So. Yeah, it's like Tupperville. That was a Tupperville era tactic because yeah. he thought um, orange looked better on TV, which it does. And like, also, it's like, yeah, two of your three primary colors <laughs> are the only colors of Penn State. So you want to do something a little different in this. Good game. point. That's a good point. Like, it was kind of like what they did. I mean, remember last season they did it with Ole Miss, and it's like, yeah, Ole Miss has red, but like you, and it was also Halloween. But you know, that's you. You pick it in those games like this, so you, so Auburn fans can stand out from the the opposing team. I just don't feel like we've ever been really good at that as a fan base. No, never. Other people do it so much better, and like every now and then we try to do the stripe the stadium thing, and like that never works. 
where like yeah, based I mean, on what it, section you are, you wear a certain color, and it's like that's just and that you can't never do that worked. because the student sections all kind of like first come first serve. So like it's just like it's like orange blue, orange blue, blue, like yeah. like all the way around. Like yeah, you know. uh, yeah, it's just more coordination. Honestly, if you want people to make it work, just give them the shirts. Like put the shirts on the on the seats. Is that worth four hundred thousand dollars to get all their shirts made? Maybe I don't know. I don't know Look, either. Man, like here's the other. Here's like the for other Penn thing. State, it's I think like, it is. Like last year in the whiteout, like because th- they make it a big thing. Like that's a brandable it, thing. It is a deal for them. Yeah. yeah. So like it probably is worth you know a few hundred grand for them. Here's here's my thing. Here's my thing. Look, like ESPN's about to pay you like a ton of money. Like you know, it's a, it's the whole thing that they're talking about right now with like anybody who makes coaching tr- search changes this year. Like cares like Nebraska's already in it. It's like, yeah, this is the first cycle of the, oh, y'all are about to get paid if you're in the SEC and the Big Ten. So it's like, y'all got money. Like, don't don't lie to me. Y'all got money. Y'all can do it. You, you spent you spend money on 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 I think worse ideas. Yeah, so no, totally. Why not why not making sure the whole crowd looks looks the same? Yeah, I wonder. Does Rich McGlynn make that call now? Is that his I call? That, I think that's so many different people's call at this point. I think you got to run that up so many chains and all that. But yeah, you know, that's I don't know. I, I I just think you know Auburn. The other thing about the Orange game, and I and I understand it is that Orange doesn't look good on everybody. You know, I get it. Orange get is it. not might, an appealing color. Like let, let's just be like on, navy. On a, it's a like, much better looking color. It's a it's a better accent color than a main color. I feel I've that. always thought that. I feel that. Um, so you know, some of us just don't look good in orange, but some of us are also very pale, as you can tell if you're watching this right now. So, not talking about Zach. I'm talking about me. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm sitting here wearing orange. You're just slamming me, but that's fine. <laughs> that's okay. That's and look, okay. Hey, hey, you you can make the orange, especially with the Bo Jackson in the background. It's like, yeah, it's like it's just popping. The contrast works. Yeah, here. whatever. Me, whatever, like, Jayford. Whatever. Me, it just looks like the. It looks like a horror movie, like like VCR. You know, it's just like like <laughs> something bad is happening there, and it's way too bright. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, aren't you glad this game is tomorrow? Terrible joke. Terrible joke. Justin, uh, how can people one more time sign up for everything you got going on? AuburnObserver.com. It's $6 a month for $60 a year. Click around on the site. See if you like uh, what you see from the newsletters here, the podcast, and give us a few dollars a month. Yep. We'll it, give you a lot of stuff. It's it's worth it. It is absolutely worth it. We'll be back on Sunday morning. Daryl Daffrich will join me to recap everything that happens in Auburn and State. You also can read all of my written work at AuburnDaily.com. We'll see you Sunday right here on Locked on Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.